Hey, it's Lynn Brown. I'm a speaker, trainer, and coach for the John Maxwell team, and I partner with Empowered Living Community. And I will be honest with you, I spent the first half of my life people-pleasing, and then in the second half, I was literally bound by the opinions of other people. I mean, it was more like living in a mental prison. And then one day, I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired, and, and I just decided to bet on myself. And I started to look at things differently. And, and when I began to look at things in a different way, the, my circumstances, things around me began to change. I think Wayne, Wayne Dyer uh, said that, that quote, but it's true. It's true. And I began to attract things in, into my life that I wanted. And today I am super excited to introduce you. Uh, my friend, Lo Hickson, it's so cool, you know, how we connected on social media and we were just like instant friends and I know a, her, a little of her story, but I, I just want to turn it over to her and let her share her heart with you. You're going to love it. Hi. So Lo, Hi. here you go. Welcome so to the Ready Women podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh. And yes, I love how we met. Um, she slid into my DMs and <laughs> introduced herself, and uh, I just love it. I met so many amazing women, well, people in general on Instagram, and it's such an amazing platform. So I want to thank you for reaching out and inviting me to be on your podcast. So oh, you are so uh, like she said. Oh, thanks. Uh, my name is Lo Hickson, and so she actually connected with me on um, a post that I had written a couple days ago. So. It goes exactly in line with what you were talking about when you introduced this podcast, talking about people pleasing and kind of living for everyone else's opinions and being bound to other people's opinions. Um, I can really relate to that. And that's a lot about what this post talked about. So when I was a baby, I was born um, and had like a small birthmark on my face and about like two weeks um, later, it just, it started growing and growing and growing. Um, and grew to where it got pretty large and took over mostly the right side of my face. And so I was only like a couple months old. Um, my parents would take me to, to doctors. They didn't really know what it was. They thought it would go away. Um, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And so I was about three months old when they found a physician. We lived in Tennessee at the time, but they found a physician in Florida who was like one of two doctors at the time who knew how to treat this. And so they flew me down there. I had emergency surgery at three months old. Um, and they were able to stop the growth of the tumor, which was amazing because every other doctor prior to this told them, you know, A, she's going to be fine. Or they're like, I don't know, like this is going to continue growing. It's going to kill her. I don't, we don't know what to do about it. And so this one doctor gave us a miracle. He stopped the growth. Um, but then every, I want to say like twice a year from when I was a little baby until I was 21, I had surgery. And so I grew up, you know, when I was little, I didn't really know much different. I played and interacted just like any other kid. My parents tried to give me like a mostly normal life. But then as I got older, I mean, you become a little bit more self-aware. You start paying attention that kids stare at you or, or kids make fun of you or kids say what's wrong with you or, you know, unfortunately, like it's just a world we live in. And sometimes kids can be more blunt. Um, a lot of times from a curiosity standpoint, but it still kind of hurts. And so I grew up kind of realizing like I'm different. I have a scar. Like it's the first thing people um, see when they look at me. 
And I really started to think that I was different and I was broken and I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not loved. Um, and so then I, I kind of learned to live my life in a very um, outgoing manner, but it was more in a people pleasing way. Like I wanted to do whatever I could to feel accepted and to feel included and to feel loved. I didn't want to feel different. I already felt different every single day. And so I just wanted to feel accepted and just be like a normal kid. And this really translated a lot as I just continued to get older. Um, in high school, I struggled a lot with like eating disorders and disordered eating. And it just really affected my body image in a lot of ways. Um, and so I was constantly trying to change things about myself. Like what, if I lose weight, will it make me love myself more? Or, or if I, um, you know, get into all these different physical activities and like I'm more fit, will that make me feel more included, more loved, more worthy? And the answer to all that, yeah, I didn't know then, but it, no, it doesn't. And so this led throughout my young adulthood and really until about like two years ago, um, I started kind of just like looking back on some of the behaviors I was having and some of the relationships I had and failed. And it's, I didn't realize it when I was going through it, but I realized at about like 28 that I was putting so much on other people um, to tell me like my worth. And so if I wasn't in a relationship and there was no one there really like validating me as a person, like I didn't give myself those same validations. I didn't tell myself like, you're pretty, you're enough, you're worthy, you're amazing just as you are. I didn't believe any of those things. And so it wasn't until really I was in and out of relationships and A, I wasn't really good at relationships anyway. Like I was always looking for like the fast way out because because I didn't love myself, I didn't understand how other people would love me. I couldn't understand, well, I don't, like, why would they love me? Like, I'm so different, and I don't look the same as everybody else. And I just, I could not understand. I did not understand why someone would want to be in a relationship with me. And so I always assumed, it, yeah, I was just waiting for it to end, and I had one foot out the door always. Like, I could never really trust and put all of me into somebody, like, else and really try. And so... I just did a lot of like soul searching. I was like, all right, Lo, like what's going on? Like you gotta, you gotta get your crap together. <laughs> and so I kind of went on this journey of, you know, like let's, let's feel the things and let's explore why you feel this way and what has gone on in your past to make you think now that, you know, you can't allow someone to just like love you or you can't love yourself. Why is it that you need that constant like kind of validation from somebody else and so I started writing a lot I kind of started just allowing myself to feel the things that I had just like stuffed and buried mm. um there you know people still describe me as like a very like happy-go-lucky positive person which all those things are true mm -hmm. um but for the longest time I think I became that person because I was hiding from everything I was feeling internally yeah. You know, I felt alone and I thought it was normal to tell yourself the negative things I told myself. Um, but at the same time, I also felt alone. Like I didn't share that with anybody. I didn't tell like my girlfriends like, Hey, like I'm feeling X, Y, Z. Like, is that normal? Do you guys feel that? Like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know that I understood that I had control over the thoughts in my head. And so I think I hid a lot of what I was feeling in this like really outgoing bubbly personality. And that's still very much of who I am, but now like <laughs> I process my emotions and feelings a lot differently. And but, you believe, you um, believe now that you are beautiful and you are enough and, 
and you're not, as you said earlier, you're not broken. I mean, we're all in process. I know that, but, but who you are as a person, you value your, who you are. And that, that's so beautiful right. about you. Yeah. Now, now I can look at myself and, you know, and the thing is, it's not like I'm this, you know, wonderful person, perfect person now who like never feels unworthy or doesn't get triggered. Like I do I actually had this conversation with my partner last night. Um, it's like, no, I still like sometimes get triggered by those things. And I still sometimes will those negative thoughts creep back in. And I still have that lingering, you know, I spent 28 years telling myself that same narrative. That's not suddenly going to go away after, you know, two years of consistent work. I think the difference is that if it triggers me, I now I can get out of it much quicker. I don't go down the spiral that I used to go. I don't go down the same um, thought process. I don't get the same like anxiety. I don't get the same desire to, Oh, I need to change myself to become someone different. Like I don't go down that path anymore, but it's still, I mean, of course there are still days when I, I struggle and you know, those feelings creep back in. I just know now how to deter them to where I don't live in that headspace long-term anymore like I used to. Right. Let me, let me ask you a question there. Just thinking about that. And, and that's so awesome to be able to just the fact that you're aware that you've, you've come from that place to where you are now and no, we're not all perfect and we never will be, but, but just the awareness that you have. And so I know right now there's, there's somebody listening that's going, gosh, this sounds like my life, even though it's not the same story, but it sounds like how I, you know, talk to myself, what was the thing or a few things, what were some things that you, when you recreated, you know, those, that mindset, what, what was something that you did when those thoughts would come? And honestly, through all the mentoring that I get every, every week, um, you know, we know that those, those triggers, those, those voices, whatever you want to call them, they're not going to ever totally go away, but they don't have to control us. So what, what did, what did you do specifically to begin to reset that mindset? So a lot of it I spent, um, I, I wrote down, I think my feelings and not just my feel, but I wrote down my fears, all those things that I like stuffed so deep into my core that I never allowed myself to like, I knew they were there, but I never allowed them to like be spoken or I never allowed them to come out in like words. I wrote all that. I wrote all that. Like, I don't feel pretty. I don't feel worthy. I don't know why people would look like, I just wrote down all those awful raw like thoughts that I have spinning, but I put them down on paper and just like wrote and I so wrote powerful. and I wrote. And like, I wrote a letter like to myself. So I wrote down all those things, but then I turned around and wrote like a letter to myself. And I kind of did it as like, well, what, like, what would you want to tell yourself? And so then I kind of wrote like a letter to me, but that was just, it was the beginning. But I think writing for me was such a powerful journey because I think we do tend to like really stuff inside a lot of those feelings. Um, and writing them like gets them out so you're no longer at least for me like I'm no longer just like sitting with those thoughts all just stuffed in my head and my body I can I can write them and then I almost just like release them like okay it's out in the open this is how I feel so now what can I do to like change that new like what is there something tangible I can now do to change that um and so I, I did I did a lot of I did a lot of reading I did I read a lot of books that actually talked about how your like mindset works which was incredible because I'll be the first to admit, I had no clue that I, me, had control over the thoughts in my head. I, I just assumed they were always going to be there being a little brat and negative 
and whatever. And that is not the case. I, me, Lo, have control over what goes on in my head. So learning that was amazing to me. Um, And then I I go to therapy. I still do. So I started that a couple years ago as well. Um, And that brings a whole new light to things because she's really able to um, talk to me and find like scenarios, like in my past, like, you know, well, these situations happen, these experiences happen, these traumas happen. Of course you feel the way you do feel now. Like that doesn't make you crazy. That doesn't make you, you know, abnormal. Like that's normal to feel those things, but like, let's just learn how to handle them in a better way. And so just getting, I think all that stuff out and in the open has probably is hands down the most. And I still, my default now is writing, you know, now I have a whole, you know, tons of techniques I try to do to handle things. You know, I can meditate or I can, I'm really big on affirmations and mantras and all those took time. Um, But now still my go-to, if I'm like in a funk and it's just like, I'm having the circling thoughts and I can't get them out. Mm -hmm. um, My go-to is still to write. And as soon as I write, I mean, it literally feels like weight has come off my shoulders because I can look at it, acknowledge it. These are my fears. These are my concerns. Are they valid? Most of the time, like, no, most of the times they're not. (laughs) And then if they are, then what can I do to fix the things that I'm worried about? That's right. That is so powerful and such a great, great tool. And, you know, I I was a little bit like that too. Not a little bit, a lot like that growing up. I mean, I just stuffed everything down. I just had this little smile on my face and everything was fine. Happy, happy, happy. And, you know, I just stuffed all the junk down. And, but once it's out in the open, once the dark is brought into the light, it no longer has power over us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, that is such a powerful message. I mean, if we had hours, we could, we could just go on for, for days just talking about that. But I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because it's so true. Once, once we can speak it or get it out on paper like that, um, it no longer has that power over us. So, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's incredible how you can take the power away from, um, certain things. And that's, I'll touch on another brief thing that has helped me a lot. Um, I spoke a second ago about how I really like mantras and affirmations. And, you know, the first time, again, I, I mentioned how I like reading books. So that was brought up in one of the books I read was, this is kind of the process of, we I can't talk right now, rewiring your brain. Yeah. Um, and part of that process, they were like, okay, we'll start with affirmations. And some of them were like, to me at the time, very outlandish, like, you're amazing and a warrior and a goddess. I'm like, you got this. And I'm like, Oh, come on. Like, I am not going to say that to myself. Like that is so far from true. And like, now I, I actually do say stuff like that. That's awesome. <laughs> but when I started, I was like, Oh, get out of here. Like there is no way, like I cannot even say that to myself and take myself seriously. And so I, I kept reading though. And I was like, okay, well, let's see if there's like something that I could find that does hold a truth to me, but isn't so like out there for me. Cause I, I was not in a place where I was ready to like speak all these amazing things. I was like, I'm just trying not to help, like trying not to hate myself. So yeah. like, I can't go from zero to a hundred. Right. Just and so the next one step. of, yeah, exactly. And so one of the um, ones that helped me the most um, in that book, it said, um, why don't you just start? They're like, if none of these apply, which I was like, oh yeah, sister, none of these apply. It was like, start with telling yourself, I'm getting really good at telling myself positive things. Um, and I was like, 
that I can do. I was like, I can do that. And so I was like, that seems believable. That seems like a small actionable step I'm ready to take. I am ready to start like telling myself positive things. And so I started with that very small, like mantra said it, you know, probably 10 times at a time, maybe like three, four times a day. And after like a couple of weeks, I started noticing, like you start telling yourself that enough. And I would just tell myself, you're getting really good at telling yourself positive things. You're getting really good at telling yourself positive things. You're getting really good at telling yourself positive things. And then eventually I would notice that my narrative in my, you know, running dialogue in my head would kind of change and it would start to think a little bit more positive. And I would catch myself if I started to go down this trail of negative, 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 I would be like, Hey, aren't you supposed to be telling yourself positive things? And so it, it's just that small, like baby steps that, you know, you kind of just have to find what works for you. And to me, like that worked for me, something very small, very minor, something that felt tangible and believable. And that, and that I think made a huge difference in my journey. Oh yeah, that, that is, I think that's such a good point that you brought out because I, I think oftentimes we sit back, you know, on the bleachers of life going, there's no way I can get into this, you know, this game of my life because there's so much I have to work on and it must be so big. It must be, you know, I must you know, have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. And it's really mm-hmm. so simple. It's, it's so easy to do, but easy not to do. And right. most of the things in life are those little things, just like, switching a few little words, you know, mm-hmm. and like you said, you broke it down to an action step that you could achieve, you know, whatever, whatever the goal is, just start where you are and take the next step. And, and I think you're, you're exactly right because what we say and, and how we think it doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. The data doesn't lie, you know, Leggings don't lie. Children's don't, children don't lie. Drunks don't lie. And the data, the results don't lie, you know, and what we're putting in our brain, what we're feeding ourselves and what we are thinking about and what we are saying, I mean, it, it comes out. So, wow, that is so amazing to, for you to be able to see in the last two years, you know, such growth. That is, that is awesome. In some ways, I look back and I'm like, that's it's wild to think how far I've come in two years. And it's, yeah, I'm just so glad I took that first step, you know. Yeah, so what what would you say to somebody today? Because I, I know that there are people out there just like us that are thinking, wow, well, you know, Lo and Lynn, they they did this, they they're on the way to this, you know, not that neither one of us would tell you that we're not there anywhere, we're a work in progress, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what would you say to them just today? What is, what would you, we don't give advice really, but what would you, what would you say? Just try this. What would you tell them to do today? One thing. One thing, find one thing right now that you like about yourself and keep telling yourself that every day, keep repeating it until you get to a point where you can find something else that you like about yourself and just build on it and grow on it. Wow. Instead of thinking about all the negative things, find the one thing that you like and love and put that in your head. There you go. The power of one is, is so, it's so powerful. You can start a wildfire, you know, in your soul, just one little spark, just, you know, to, to know that, that mindset. Just that's right. That's right. One little tweak. Time. Yeah. 
can can give such great turnaround. That's awesome. Um, I, I think it's interesting going back to, to something you said, you know, because you were aware that that you did not believe these things about you, that you grew up not believing that you were worthy or lovable or beautiful or any of these things. And then you notice that, you know, your patterns and relationships and results that you were getting in your life, you know, they're truly directly related to our belief drives our behavior. Mm -hmm. And I believe that was, you know, on my heart. And and when my, my mentor, when he first said that on a uh, thinking partner call we had, I about fell out because I had never knew what was driving my behavior, you know, through from about age 12 to about 20 something. I mean, I, I just didn't know. I was like, where did that come from? Who are you? you know, to, to do the things you did and, and, uh, you know, but it was, it was that based on the belief. And I think a lot of people are, it doesn't even have to be bizarre relationships or things gone sideways, but a lot of people are sitting in jobs right now because they don't believe they can do anything else. You know, yeah. they're, they're stuck in places and maybe from a scale or, a job or a relationship or whatever, they think they're stuck there. They, they don't think they can change because they think that the cards that they've been dealt are the cards that they've been dealt. And um, so hopefully today, you know, I, I, I know that you've been such an encouragement, you know, for our audience to, to see that, that you can, you can change, you know, the direction of your life. But I think the one thing too you you did make clear was you can't. It helps to have people in your inner circle too. You know, you don't have to go out alone. Oh, hundred percent. So, how can people reach out to you? How can they connect with you so they don't have to go out alone? <laughs> That's right. Yes, I love having a community, and so I think it's so important to have a community of other like-minded people. Um, so I can be found. Um, on social media, I can be found under loving life with low, um, or I have a website and a business actually that really is, um, focused on connecting women and having a community, but you can also find me at passion and growth, um, on all social media and passionandgrowth.com. So yes, if you need someone to be your cheerleader and be in your corner, reach out to me. I love helping people along their journey of just being a friend and being someone to support. So well, slide in my DMs like Lynn did. <laughs> I know. Just, hey, just jump in there. Raise your hand. That's what I did. I, I mean, I, I saw her story. I was like, I'm, I'm going to get to know this one, you know, because this, this is a gritty woman right here. And, um, and so that's what, you know, we're always um, in search of that and looking for women filled with gratitude and resilience and inspiring who think for themselves that are tough and that are just determined to be themselves to be you so what what about you as we close when you think of the word gritty or gritty woman what do you what do you think of uh, I, I, a i love that word i love the word grit but to me it means um doing the thing even if it's hard i mean doing trying to accomplish and do something even if it seems impossible and even if it seems difficult i think we grow through challenges and even, you know, if something looks like it's about, it's going to be a mountain, I think one foot in front of the other is the way to accomplish those. And to me, that's what grit means is, you know, going, moving forward, even when it seems like you have a hundred pounds pulling you back. That's awesome. 
That is that is so cool, and um, one of the one of the things that really drove this this whole movement with me was um, I realized you know it, it's not so much about the outside to me that matters at all. It's what's on the inside, and I got a lot of attention growing up on, from the outside, and I just decided you know what gritty is the new pretty. And I, <laughs> I love that. I just, I just love it. And I want every woman, every young girl to, to know that, that, that is what matters. I love that. More than Gritty anything. is the new pretty. <laughs> That's it. Gritty's the new pretty. So, um, well, thank you so much for being with us today. It has been just awesome to have you and I'm sure you'll be back again. Um, bringing us some great, great news and progress. And um, we look forward to that too. So make sure um, everyone go to passionandgrowth.com or connect on Instagram with um, Lowe. So it's, it's, again, thank you so much and have a, a great gritty day. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Oh, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure.